the politicians got nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. That's well, and then the other scandal was that the mayor killed somebody recently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She she ran over a guy and killed him, and she's oh, got a. Does Townsville have a female mayor now? She, she, yeah. Well, aren't we progressing? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. All right, let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about towns we grew up in, local landmarks, coming-of-age towns, and hometown heroes. We've got a very special guest, very funny comedian, Danielle Walker. How are you, Danielle? Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. That's hello, good. Hello. <laughs> Wow. And today we're talking about Townsville, was it? Yes. yes. <laughs> was yeah. it? Oh, and I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I've done some bad research. <laughs> Townsville. Townsville, Queensland, hey? Yeah, I Far was going to say, it sounds, it sounds like somebody under pressure inventing a town name. <laughs> and then evidently the creators of the Powerpuff Girls had the same idea as me because when I was doing my research, that's the town that the Powerpuff Girls live in. It's yeah. Townsville. Apparently that's based off, there's a real town in America called Townsville as well. Right. Okay. But mm-hmm. also... Uh, actually, don't take that as fact. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the Powerpuff Girls because, you know, you obviously watch it every week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as a kid, and they'll be like, let's go back to Townsville. Huh? What sort of episode is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking on the reef, yeah. the girls, you know. But uh, Townsville, far off Queensland. So just describe Townsville for us. Like what, what sort of a yeah. city? And you grew up there like pretty early on, like born there everything? Yeah, yeah, born there. Well, I was born in Thar- – Townsville used to be part of the Twin Cities. Um, there used to be a twin – to Townsville, oh, um, no. but ta- Townsville ate the twins. <laughs> um, in utero. In yeah. So technically I'm from Tharangawa, oh, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't exist. So okay. yeah. When did that decommission? Mm, I don't know, maybe when I was like 13 or something. Right. Yeah. Did it, and so did it have its own local council and mayor that just got dissolved? Yeah, it just got dissolved and nobody from Tharangawa wanted to be <laughs> dissolved because Townsville's like the city and Tharangawa's like the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Is there like a separatist movement, like the Basque in Spain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just this like Tharangawa identity. Yeah, I think a lot of people just were like, don't change the bus stops. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah, We've it. got a very short list of demands, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, so Townsville is the city, um, you know, of that of that area. But it, it's, I mean, it, it is the capital of like the far north Queensland, right? Like people would assume it's the biggest city of that whole sort of stretch. Yeah, right, yeah, which I is you know, enormous. And I always never realized how big, far, like, the distance between Brisbane and Townsville is the same as between Brisbane and like Sydney or Melbourne or something. It's like yeah. enormous stretch of land. Yeah, it's a long. It's a long distance. Long drive, yeah. <laughs> and so Townsville's the big the big smoke for everyone in that sort of area. Yeah. Although there was a lot of um, upset for a long time because Cairns, which is smaller, mm. um, a lot of places tended to think Cairns was like, uh, they didn't think of Townsville and they just would think of Cairns. So ah. that upset everybody from Townsville. And mm. also Cairns got a Maya before Townsville. Oh, <laughs> you guys okay. are stuck with the Grace Brothers or something. Like we you? had nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys ended up with the... With the Cowboys headquarters and yeah. the club and that there, We right? got the Cowboys. Uh, Cairns has the Taipans, which is their basketball team. Okay. We had the Crocs, but, um, yeah, the Crocs, they, they disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> the Tharangor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I've got a bit of uh, history about Townsville. So obviously Townsville, Digitus tribe there was the Woolagara Cubber and the Bindle people, but obviously uh, settled by... Europeans as the town itself. But I got some interesting things about one of the guys 
who sort of founded the town. And it relays a little bit to your history, Danielle, at oh. least my understanding of your history. Oh, no, you just said we wiped out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely not. I'm not linking that. Just one particular guy. Um, so you so you obviously from Townsville, you moved to Melbourne to do comedy in the arts and then you won Raw and you went to Edinburgh as yeah. part of Raw, right? So this guy, have you heard of John Melton Black? No. So John Melton Black, born in Edinburgh, right? He moved to Melbourne where he got involved in the arts community and built the Theatre Royale, which is like as big as the town hall, like it's 3,000 people, the biggest theatre in Melbourne at the time. Right. And it's, you know, where the targets are, the target store in Burke Street? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it was. So it was the biggest theatre and he had that for a little while and then he went bust. So he decided to leave Melbourne, head to northern Queensland, work for a guy called Robert Towns who wanted to establish a port in the area and he just built Townsville, right? Fuck. So he just, he was the first mayor... He built the first house in Townsville. Robert Towns visited Townsville once for three days. <laughs> so he got the name. But John Melton Black, have you, is there a suburb called Black River? Yeah, and Black River. That's Sorry, after. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only place that didn't change the bus stops. <laughs> Melton Hill, um, and there's a couple of streets now. But he was effectively the right. guy who founded the, the actual port, right, at Cleveland. So how does this back. relate to Danielle's history? Well, I think He's just, just been in two places in that she's yeah. been to. It's a boat to draw. Uh, yeah. No, he was in the theatre community <laughs> in Melbourne. Yeah, and he I was, was from Edinburgh. In, yeah, same with my history. I was born in England, which is kind of near Scotland. I've been to Melbourne. He I've was born a, in Edinburgh. I've been to Cairns, which is apparently the big place no, in Parliament. No, I'm just working backwards, you know? <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, I like the attempt. I was just waiting. I was waiting to see if something, like, very yeah. good with dropping. I mean, words. it like was interesting. John Mountain Black then it, moved it was to in Final the arts community in Melbourne. He invented raw comedy. <laughs> he did the <laughs> Theatre Royale. It was the town hall. They probably had yeah. fucking arts comps going on. Oh, wow. What are we, Cairns and towns over here? Yeah. Stop arguing, guys. Jeez, I see your research, Brick. You know, see what you got. Well, this is related to you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I so, thought it was so. Fucking John Towns is a bit of a. F- a fraud. It a should fraud. Be, yeah, it should be milking. Three days the cunt was there. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, Blackville or something. Yeah, yeah. John Milton, John Melton's, whatever his name was. I can't remember. Anyway, that was my fucking history. Sorry, James, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> knock our socks off. Uh, now you're just putting me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have a historical thing as well. It's just that the uh, the HMS Pandora was shipwrecked uh, there and a lot of uh, the wreck is now stored at the museum in Townsville, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, is this yeah, wrong no, as no, well? No, 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 I, I heard about it <laughs> and I think they got like at the Museum of Tropical North Queensland um, I assume that's where. That, I mean, yeah. it's the only museum I know of. <laughs> yes, it is. They there. they uh, show you the cannons they had on the ship, and they just have people come out in old timey outfits, and then put the like the thing in the cannon that would make the cannon go like boom, <laughs> and then they do a mock of. Well, they did that when I was a kid. <laughs> they also have a little box where you go put your head in and you pretend your head's in a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they run out of space. <laughs> okay, well that beats my research already. <laughs> But apparently, so this also links back to a past episode of ours about Norfolk Island because the Pandora, which is now the wreck of it, is stored in Townsend, uh, Townsville, was the ship that chased after the Bounty, which uh, was famous for, for the mutiny on the Bounty because they went uh, to Tahiti and a bunch of the sailors there got accustomed to the lives of just chilling on island time in Tahiti. They fathered a bunch of children with uh, Tahitian women and at some point the captain of the ship was like, 
we can't be doing this. We've got to get back on the ship. And one of these guys, uh, uh, Fletcher Christian, he did not want to go back on the ship and kind of the captain was bullying him and making him <laughs> sad. Mm-hmm. So he decided, like, man, we could just go back, take the go back with our women and our kids to mutiny. And he does mutiny. And uh, then, so he goes back to Tahiti, gets in a lot of trouble with the natives in Tahiti. They hate him. They run him out. So he goes back onto the the, um, bounty with some other mutineers. Eventually, they they settle with these Tahitian women on Pitcairn Island, where eventually they, all the mutineers and the Pacific Islanders there all kill each other, except for one guy left from the mutiny who has fathered a bunch of children with all the women and so like Pitcairn Island was undiscovered then for like a further 50 years when someone just sailed off course and found the last mutineer there with a bunch of children and he was the only full-grown man there and he just turned this like society where like these fucking mutineers and these uh, like Pacific Islanders had just been killing each other for 20 years. He turned it into like a working paradise according to like him because he was the only spokesman <laughs> yeah. of the he island. He didn't get killed but, like, he was having so, sex with him. Well, he was also giving like, or he's given like all the historical counts of Pitcairn Island which are debated because apparently he changes his story a lot. But one thing about uh, Fletcher Christian that I thought was funny was like when he went there so when they first went there and landed there, there was a lot of tension with the natives. And like, so the native people killed the mutineers one by one. And Christian Fletcher was the last one. And he was set upon while working in his fields. He was first shot and then butchered with, his, with an axe. And his last words supposedly were, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so they found him. Well, Started butchering him with the axe. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear indeed. And oh. then, yeah, so, but also he's, uh, apparently that might not be true. He might have committed suicide. He might have gone mad. But there's another he might have theory. Said, Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. Oh my. Shit. <laughs> An axe. But uh, apparently his death has never completely been confirmed because this guy, Adams, has changed the story so much about how he's died. And so there was another rumor that eventually Fletcher Christian got bored of being hated in Tahiti at sea and in Pitcairn Islands and just was like, fuck it. And he faked his death and went back to England. And that was like the big rumour. And apparently that is linked to, if anyone ever did Year 12 English in the mid-2000s, it was the inspiration for the Coleridge poem, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, right. I remember that one. No. Yeah, it's a fucking long one. Did no. you never do Journey in high school? No, I don't remember that shit. Oh, man. Yeah. It, was a, it was a boring... So what's this got to do with Daniel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never said it's linked to Daniel's personal... I'm sorry. And that's also, what Fletcher said. Christian was Daniel's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that guy was going to go back to England and go to Edinburgh and then come back to Melbourne and <laughs> yeah. start a theatre. Oh, well, mics. Fletcher Christian was in the arts. Uh, <laughs> So no, so the Pandora set up, that was just like the backstory that links back to Jack, but so the Pandora went after the bounty and then they, uh, because they were looking for all the mutineers that were spread out in different islands, they did not know this, obviously. They didn't really know where they'd gone. So they sent out kind of like a description of what everyone looked like, uh, which you would do, obviously. And Mm. a lot of them are just like height and weight, but then they've got some really like rude, neggy kind of ones. Uh, so, so Fletcher Christian is subject to violent perspirations. Uh, wow. Yeah. Edward, Edward Young, even worse. He has rather a bad look. 
Uh, <laughs> so he's ugly. They don't like him. Thomas Burkett, face pitted from smallpox. Oh, and then, okay. then the weirder ones. Charles Norman has a remarkable motion with head and eyes. And then the last one, <laughs> William Brown. So that also, like, these aren't the only things. So it's like William Brown, 6'2", dark hair, tattoos, occasioned by the king's evil was the last description of it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how I'd spot someone in the shops, you know, and just yeah, be yeah, like yeah. in the Townsville Maya, just being like, ah, that guy's occasioned by the king's evil. Put on your OnlyFans profile. Too, <laughs> you know? Have you ever met somebody who's got crazy bad sweat? Sweat? I am one. Oh. Yeah, I mean, How I'm bad? That's yeah. not, not I'm probably worst, not a violent though. perspirator, yeah. but I certainly sweat a lot. Because yeah, yeah. I know a guy who, who sweats so much that he has to have, like, he can't have a smartphone because his fingers. <laughs> Too slippery. Oh, wow. yeah. Wasn't he like an X-Man or something? Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> he just drops it and he can't, he can't press the buttons. Oh, my oh, Lord. Through the touch screen. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not as bad wet. as that. Yeah. What yeah. is he? So do he, does he have an old one? I still feel that the sweat would ruin an old, like, Nokia, right? Like, well, I guess it's Screen, but it would just get in the circuits and stuff. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I guess they're cheap to replace. Yeah, he's probably got a 12-pack <laughs> or something. <laughs> Constantly investigated by the authorities for his huge stack of burner phones. <laughs> he's like, you don't understand, I'm sweaty. <laughs> Is that someone you know from Townsville? No. Because okay. <laughs> I was going to say, in the tropical heat, it makes sense. Like, yeah, we're all sweaty. You can't yeah. judge anybody up there. Exactly. That's so does it get hot? Like Townsville must be a real stinking hot place, yeah, right? Yeah, it's really hot but everybody up there has this thing about how the air con has to be at 25 degrees because apparently that's like the optimum air con temperature <laughs> for energy efficiency okay. oh, I, I guess it makes sense because uh it's like uh you know the energy market how it's not um it's just one provider mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah. so like it, it's real expensive for power up there right. so i guess that's why every dad is just like <laughs> coming around checking the air con oh, so it's like night. that's the dads are like in the lights you left the light on we don't live in a tent sort of yeah. thing like shut the doors shut the windows yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. so frustrating yeah <laughs> you're like um it's 25 yeah. degrees yeah. that's a hot day it's hot <laughs> <laughs> even today like i'll stay at my parents and you know the fucking Oh, I've got to, my dad listens now, so I'm just bagging <laughs> him out. Um, but sometimes, um, like, you know, we put the air con on and it's cool upstairs. You just hear him walk up and just turn it off and the, you know what I mean? You just hear <laughs> it. sad sound. Oh, hot, you know? We had, my cousin, I don't know why they decided to get, I think they thought it was luxury to get a, like, to heat their pool. Mm. But it's like town was just, and it was heated all year round. It was just, Swimming in soup. I yeah, that's unnecessary. <laughs> so was it fun growing up there, though? Was it sort of a chilled, like, laid-back place to grow up yeah, in I, general? Yeah, I liked it, but I grew up, like, out of town. So I have, like, a different um, upbringing to, like, city kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, like, we just had – I grew up on, like, acreage and I had, like, right. a motorbike and a pool and, a, like, some dogs and chickens and, and when And the city, like, as a kid, what was the big – what what defined the city for you? Like, was it like two story buildings? Like, or is it like, do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, like, because Townsville, you don't have a, it doesn't even Maya. Like, what defines? Well, it's got a Maya now. Okay, Maya, okay. You know, well, that's what I'm right? saying. I'm just saying, growing up there, yeah, but was there a like a was there a line where you're like, okay, now we're in the city. This is part of the. I think, smoke. like, genuinely, when we got the Maya, my dad said, "There's no reason to ever leave now." <laughs> <laughs> 
driving a can to the mile. He, we great. used to because my dad would get like you know how sometimes you get the uh, like you get the option to get like bonuses paid out in like gift cards and yeah. things like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd go up to Maya and just buy like new towels and fry pans <laughs> every few years. <laughs> we decided to do that. Oh, that rules. Um, that great. and I guess like the city was also like the Strand, which is like the big man-made beach in Townsville. Yeah, it's okay. got like um playgrounds and stuff on it and yeah. restaurants i saw it i was like looking at the strand when we were talking about strand so i was looking at it and i was trying to get an idea of what it was when you were there so i went to street view and this is the first screenshot i saw it just says pokey's now here <laughs> so, yeah. and it's just Hell a sign yeah. with dragon link on it <laughs> and uh bar now open and another sign pokey's like in sydney it's like it's very like you know it's very un you know that it says VIP, VIP and it yeah. says game might even say gaming lounge but this is not nah, pokies we got them baby <laughs> yeah. we got the pokes here so that was at some restaurant so is it a but everything else seemed like a bit of a tourist like hotels and stuff is it would you go out for a night out on the Strand or is that more of a touristy thing well the Strand sort of like uh it's like the the Strand is. Uh, at the end of the Strand, it sort of goes onto the main strip, which is um, uh, Flinders Street, and that is the um, like Flinders Street East is the like um, the the nightclub strip. Right. So okay. you got the Mad Cow, mm-hmm. you got Bullies. Well, actually, I don't know. Lots of them shut down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't. I haven't been out in Townsville since I was like nineteen. Right. So I. Gen- well, back in the day, there was the consortium. <laughs> <laughs> Bullwinkles. Names <laughs> 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 rule. Yeah. Well, great. Right. One of those. One of those pops up as something for me to me because. Uh, doing research, uh, you, you have some pretty wild just local politicians and one of them, uh, like a local MP, was only, like, I think, six weeks ago. Like it was this year. It was quite recently got uh, knocked out at Mad Cow Tavern. That that sounds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this bloke, he, um, he was out there. He was out a Part of the uh, weekly punch the man night. You know? <laughs> Did just he get knocked out by like a 45-year-old recently divorced woman? Because well, that is the clientele of the Mad Cow. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Because it was all, it was very hush-hush. He's a member of Parliament. His name's uh, Les Walker, which is a great Ooh, Queensland yeah. name. Yes. And he was out celebrating his 56th birthday. And uh, so no one knows quite who it was to, that decked him, um, but apparently it was a woman. And oh, it was. I think so. That's, yeah, that was what a lot so of So he got knocked out, not He just got pumped. knocked out cold. And it's very funny because he does this press conference where they're all like, uh, Les, 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 uh, do, so what provoked the fight? And he's just like, don't know. Memory loss, got knocked out. And he's, just, <laughs> he's, re- he's refusing to answer that. Yeah, okay, very convenient. Um, but it was very funny because I, I just wanted to look at what kind of place the Mad Cow was. So I looked at a couple of um, reviews and there was one that was funny. It was a one star, terrible place, incredibly racist towards Americans. <laughs> Do not recommend. Okay. I'm sure All right. Um, but then there was one that kind of, this might be uh, indicative of why Les got knocked out, but this uh, guy, Andrew Brown, he goes, uh, four stars. Good place to go down and cut some shapes and get rejected. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but the best thing was that a week later, so he he gets knocked out on the Friday, uh, press conference on the Monday. That Friday, uh, Robbie Catter, who's the son of Bob Catter, who's another MP, uh, has challenged him to a charity boxing match. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) 
Absolutely not. That person was almost certainly not even in his weight class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. This guy apparently, Robbie Catter, is just challenging people to fights, and he's apparently done it before. Like he just throws the gloves. I'm going to fight the first guy <laughs> who gets decked one punch by a woman at the nightclub. This, but that's who I'm this going was after. It, yeah. This was the first. This is a Facebook post from uh, Catter's Australian party. Uh, once he's recovered from being knocked out at the Mad Cow Tavern, Robbie Catter MP is inviting Labor's uh, MP Les Walker to step into the ring with him. What? <laughs> so, I don't know. People are knocking each other. Well, out. The politicians have got nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. That's well, and then the other scandal was that the mayor killed somebody recently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She she ran over a guy and killed him, and she's oh, got a. Does Townsville have a female mayor now? She, she, yeah. Well, aren't we progressive? <laughs> 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 oh, so, she has a court date. Murderer. She has a court date in June, so we'll see <laughs> how that goes. <laughs> She didn't punch the guy, did she? No, oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> punch him with her car. I think that's the way she does it. And so, oh. but, but Robbie Catter has nothing to do with anything apart from being like, I sense opportunity. He's just another MP. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to increase my profile. Let's fight. Well, he's Man, comes if from you're the-, the mad cow, you'd be like, put it on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 12 rounds. We'll do fucking Jägermeister special. You know? I don't know if you're an MP if you should be going out to nightclubs and stuff. It <laughs> yeah. just seems like not the place well, to the go. The place that you said the clientele is what, mostly 45-year-old divorce Yeah, women's. and upstairs, well, when I like used to be in town, so upstairs they had the uh, piano bar and Ooh. it would just be like a man taking requests to play the piano and then women like lying on the piano singing Elton John. <laughs> 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 oh, that that rocks. Rocks. I'm yeah. sure they appreciated his fine skills on the ivory, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just <laughs> constantly black. Can you wow. play uh, ACDC? You know? Is it one? Of, so is it one of those places that tries to be a nightclub that tries to be just everything? So it's just like beer barn down here, 80s dance up here. Here's the classy piano lounge. Yeah, you know, that kind of. I don't know if you've seen photos of it from the outside, but it is painted. Uh, it's white with black splotches on it like a cow. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, yeah, they do, oh. like, upstairs it's the piano bar and downstairs it's, like, the nightclub, the dance floor, and then also that sometimes they do – it's, like, real – it, okay, well, it used to be real grimy. I don't know what it's like now, but they also used to serve shots out of teacups and okay. tea, yeah. teapots yeah. and um, it just, like, nothing sort of matched at all. Um, That's there's great. not a floor in this building. Sounds like a f- politician should be no, in there no. celebrating their fucking birthday. Go to as the well. heritage bar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so you're there till you were 19 before you left. So was there was it fun going out at that age? Even then, or were you even then were you a bit like, okay, this is a bit sort of a weird vibe. I don't think I was built for nightclubbing. <laughs> um, I think I just had friends who liked to go nightclubbing, and yeah. then they would sort of like dance and do stuff and then I would sort of dance awkwardly <laughs> near them being like, I don't like this. I can't <laughs> talk to anybody <laughs> and I'm awkward. I don't, yeah, it wasn't my thing yeah. um, at all, but um, I pretended to like it. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be like, whoa, <laughs> can't wait. Yeah. Are we doing pre-drinks first? Are we going to hang out for a few hours before? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come and then, yeah, I'll come and then I'll leave uh, pretty soon after <laughs> we get to town. <laughs> the mad cow, hey? I can't wait. Did you that. um? Did you go to school like like a country-country school or did you go like further into town to go? Um... So I went further into town, but that is because the only school near me um, – was only a primary school mm-hmm. and the school I went to, I went to from preschool all the way through to year 12. Um, but my school was sort of like, it was like a K 
Catholic school, but the only reason, like, we went there was because the other schools in the area were sort of, like, mum was, like, worried that I didn't, like, you know, stuff would happen bad. <laughs> um, so. So you quickly got bat- converted to Catholicism <laughs> and just yeah. shoved into the school, you know. Yeah, and um, my, yeah, my school, we were sort of, like, for the high school part, um, when I started the primary school, it was just primary school, but for the high school, they opened up the high school the year I started high school. So when I started year eight, we were the only grade at the high school. Mm. So every year we were always the oldest until it was a full high school once we finished year 12. So it was like a very small grade. So my grade was like, I think like 45 people by the end of year, they slowly left over (laughs) the course of years. Yeah, right. But you never got bullied. You were never picked on by the older kids because there wasn't any. There was no older kids. Just maybe the teachers or something like that. I think I only recently realised that maybe, like, because I have no recollections of being bullied and I always thought I was, like, the shy person in the corner being quite awkward. And then my friend was like, no, you were, like, loud (laughs) and, like, you bullied a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, this poor teacher. What did you do to the teacher? Oh, he. There was just this teacher who, like, um, he. I just thought he was an idiot, and <laughs> like he told this story once about how he had these like big dogs when he was growing up. These like two Great Danes, and how one time he had to feed them, and he opened up the can, and the can like cut his thumb. And it was bleeding, so he started to suck the blood from the thumb. But then it was, like, a lot of blood, and he just kept on swallowing the blood. And to the point where he passed out. (laughs) And they had to go to the hospital and pump his stomach from drinking his own blood. Oh, my Lord. So I had no respect for him. (laughs) And he told you that story? He told us that. What subject did he teach? Makes sense, at least. (laughs) (laughs) At least it wasn't, like, science or something. I was like, well, it's coming out. Go back in. We're all good. Let's seal this circuit. (laughs) Yeah, and he'd recently moved up back to Townsville from Melbourne, and he was always going on about how he loved coffee all the time. Mm. Like, and he'd have like four or five coffees a day. So one day when he left class, he'd left his coffee out, and me and my friends went and poured the coffee out, and then topped it up with water, and then made it like the colour of coffee with acrylic paint, (laughs) and waited for him to come back, and then he'd drink. He drank it and then spat it out and yelled, girls! <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it was so funny so <laughs> until you, recently. So you poisoned him. Yeah, you poisoned him. And you were like, yeah, I'm just the shy. <laughs> oh, fuck. That, he starts vomiting that, blood and he's like, again. <laughs> Better start drinking it. Put it back in. <laughs> oh, oh, a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's oh, cool. I've, got, I've got a, uh, a great... Townsville character. I'm assuming growing up, at least, like, because your dad uh, still lives there. He's a Townsville, like, born and bred sort of guy, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he would probably know a couple of people like this. Uh, this guy, like, I love. So I just saw this article in the paper, and it was a sacked worker, and he's basically this guy. He's uh, he's going to the fair, the Anti-Discrimination Commission because he was sacked. And the article is, a Townsville man who was sacked from his warehouse job after being accused of masturbating at work claimed... <laughs> He had his hand inside his pants, scratching an itchy rash. Oh, my Lord. Okay, that could actually be true because just this morning um, I was – me and my partner were driving to brunch and he said he had an itchy ball and he couldn't get it so he opened up his pants and scratched in it and then he, like, went to sneeze as well. So I was like, the car next to him just would have seen him with his hands down his pants going like – 
Of all the ways to prove this guy's innocence, someone is fairly complex. Well, the thing with this guy, Mr. Whips, his name is by the way, Mr. Whips. That's perfect. Daniel Whips. Uh, So if he. If he had a lawyer who could put together a case like that, I think he might have had a chance. Unfortunately, he represented himself, uh, which is uh, very good. So basically, he was caught on CCTV in the public area of this warehouse uh, at his computer (laughs) with his shorts pulled down. (laughs) His left hand was down his, like, shorts area uh, up to halfway up to his forearm. And uh, basically, the video showed that. But he claimed he had an itchy rash, which he's been had for 20 years. And uh, they discriminate against based on his skin condition, which is like, that's a long bow to draw about skin-based discrimination, you know? (laughs) So then he claimed $10,000 for embarrassment, uh, (laughs) $4,000 for lost wages. And here's the thing, he brought an expert witness, his ex-wife. He called his (laughs) ex-wife to testify that he had the rash for 20 years. Did they break up because she she was like, I can't hear about this rash anymore. (laughs) Well, Well, she says that he... Her evidence was it just used to always be there and he's always itching it and it was disgusting. <laughs> but this, this is not heard of like topical cream. Yeah. This is his ex- so he get so he got some cream and he took that for about a week and I do remember the rash going away. But then <laughs> shortly after we separated, it's like don't separate when the rash goes away, darling. You know what I mean? <laughs> then she says. She, uh, after, uh, then he pressed her like, well, but like, cause he's the lawyer, right? <laughs> he's like, Christ. but hold on. I remember <laughs> Would I you get back together. Remember, with me? No, remember I called you up later and told you I still had the rash. And she admitted, yes, she remembers. He had the conversation that after they divorced or separated that he called up and told her that the rash had returned. So this what guy. What a way to get her back. Huh? I know. <laughs> the rash is still here. So, I mean, imagine, misses you. So so imagine if your partner got caught on. Fucking, you know, speed cameras jerking off in the car, <laughs> and then you had to testify that he was scratching his He balls. actually wasn't um, <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> I was watching it. <laughs> so I love this guy, and I just found it fu- so funny that he uh, defended himself. So I was trying to find more about this article, but I found another instance of this guy going to court and defending himself. So 2014, two, uh, that, so that was this year that was in january the recent one this one is 2014 he got really angry uh that he wouldn't get a discount on his rates by the council if he didn't pay the full amount so he was angry that he didn't pay the full amount but he should still get the discount and he'll pay the rest later so he called hang on so he's already so he's pre-claiming the discount by paying the discount it's like it's a it's like a pay-on-time discount, yes. is that correct? I guess it's some sort of pay-on-time discount, which he uh. paid on time but didn't pay the full amount. So he's like, I want the discount anyway. So he gets angry. That's not the point. The point of the, uh, the court case. I'm actually case. all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, Mr. Whips is Mr. a good Whips. man. Well, this is what he did about it. He called the council's lawyer uh-huh. who pointed out that, listen, mate, that's just not the deal. And this is Mr. Whips recorded on the call saying, I've already found out where you live, cunt. <laughs> I hold you. Per- I, I like this guy a lot. I, I hold you personally responsible for this, and I'll be coming around to bash the shit out of you with an iron bar. <laughs> so, which Mr. Bly, the lawyer, insisted he knew it was Mr. Whips on the phone, and Mr. Whips, oh acting Lord. as the lawyer, said, "No, it wasn't. It was my dad." And he ah, said, "He said, if it was me, how the fuck do you know?" As the lawyer, that was his point of contention. Oh, wow. you know? So he got in trouble for that. 
<laughs> One more case by oh, Mr. Whips. Mr. Whips. <laughs> Mr. Whips versus Workers' Compensation, oh, 2016. Oh, this is going. Oh, Once again, sense. Mr. Whips represents himself. So this one I didn't even found an article about. I just purely found the Workers' Comp claim. And so it's written in very dry Workers' Comp. Like someone's had to type this up as a report. So there's very little <laughs> sensationalism in it, which makes it even funnier. But basically, he is lodging an application for compensation for psychological, like for stress with his insurance company who rejected the claim. So this is the insurance company is saying, no, we're not going to pay you out based on stress. And the reason he, he reckons he was under stress, he worked at a job for three, for three months at this bar, <laughs> right? Mad and obviously he Couldn't got- stop it. So he got, he got, so basically he got the sack after three months. We'll find out why. Um, oh boy. And oh. obviously instead of he can't claim unfair dismissal because it's only three months. So instead he claims stress, right? right. Because, so anyway, he, he then submitted uh, six stressors, which are six things that happened that caused him stress and he has to try to prove them. But it just says, it, it should note the, the appellant, Mr. Whips, um, referred to the individual's, individual stresses in his written submission as stresses one, two, three, six, seven, and eight, <laughs> <laughs> which the court will now use as the numbers. So they, he just fucking can't count weight. And they, so, Mr. No, so Mr. Whips, and they just don't even like go, let's just call it, they just go, all right, one, two, three, six, seven, eight. That's what they're called. <laughs> So stress, and I, it could go on forever, but I'll just summarise it because the first three are one, having to do the work of other people. He was an assistant bar manager and he complained that he was told he had to do the dishes, which he shouldn't have to do. Uh -huh. On the cross-examination, he admitted that he often got other people to do the dishes. He didn't do them on every shift. So that was number one. Okay. So very quickly, they just bat that away, right? Number two, being accused of not cleaning the bar when it was clean. So he's, he's saying, I was under stress because people were accusing me of not cleaning the bar when I bloody was, and there was CCTV footage, and I'm stressed because I got all these accusations. He called three witnesses who also worked at the bar. All three witnesses testified they couldn't remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really I really want one of them to be his ex-wife. Yeah. Also, people have like different levels of clean. Yeah. 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 Mr. Yeah. Whips, who's not tending to rations, <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem that cleanly. Exactly. I also probably don't want him wiping down the bench with his hand. You know, he's yeah. scratching himself. <laughs> so then number three, uh, but he was deprived of his liberty because he was locked in an office by the actual manager, not the assistant manager, the bar manager, who threatened to intimidate him and accused him of smut talk. So he's, he, was, he was deprived of his liberty. Like this is a kidnapping episode. Okay. So Mr. Bedford said, I asked him to come into the cash room, which locks automatically. And it's where you have all meetings of privacy with staff. We weren't there for an hour, as Mr. Whips claims. We were there for five minutes. <laughs> and, and it's all on CCTV. And I just said, have you been talking smart to all the people? And he said, no. And I said, okay, well, just don't. So that's the end of Stressor 3. But okay. Stressor 6, 7, and 8 are my favourites. So <laughs> this is where it really gets Fuck good. Yes. Stressor 6, the appellant claims he was sexually harassed. Okay. So uh. Mr. Whips claims he was sexually harassed on the night of the 16th. He uh, basically claims he was followed outside of the bar by a patron who tried to kiss him. He pushed her away saying, I'm a married man. So that's part of the sexual harassment. Not anymore, you know. <laughs> the useless security guard saw, this is, part, this is his wording, the useless security guard saw it didn't help him from being sexually harassed. On top of that, security guard then made up some story to the bar manager that he saw Mr. Whips getting a hand job from the woman. <laughs> <laughs> the barman. <laughs> the bar manager then. She was helping me with my itch. The, uh, the bar. Uh. The bar manager then accused. Uh, put that to Mr. Whips, who then said. 
this is sexual harassment to accuse me of getting a handjob. Oh it was not appropriate God. to ask him questions about receiving a handjob. That's not appropriate, acceptable. And it was. And then after this, he started to feel ill and that he was under sexual harassment. Does it say handjob in the it, it, thing? It, well, it's at first the the. It gets pretty detailed, but they <laughs> apparently the bar manager said, and I quote something like along the lines of, uh, it looked like your eyes are about to pop out of your head. <laughs> and there was cum on your shirt. Oh, oh, so they clean a little up a little bit in the transcript, but it does say hand job. Uh, Did that's, it say cum? It's, so that's quoted as, he's saying, I was sexually harassed because the bar manager said to me, you were getting a hand job. Your eyeballs were popping out. You're enjoying it so much, and there and there was cum on your shirt. And he's saying that's sexual harassment. <laughs> that's sexual harassment I, to talk it, to me that way, yeah. right? So that so then okay. uh, then oh, wait, so it's sexual harassment for the manager to, to bring up. Yes. Okay, yes. not the lady. No. Well, he says he does say that was sexual harassment, and they didn't stop it happening. But then he really nailed, he really hammers home that the accusation of that of the hand job, which was all rumours, uh, was actual sexual harassment. Come he also, stress is seven, uh, it was also unacceptable for someone to continue to email me about this with no proof whatsoever. So the, they fired him and they emailed, well, they emailed him saying, you've been stood down based on this sexual harassment claim, uh, you know, this thing you did. And so we've emailed you because he wasn't turned up to work and he's claiming that was sexual harassment. And he basically says, um, the appellant was critical of the employer sending the letter 16th of February 2006 to his home where his wife could have seen the allegations. And I'd just like to draw everyone's you know, mind back to his ex-wife, which they split up in April of 2016, right? So, what? so that was the wife? <laughs> the wife... The, the wife in the current ex-wife was the wife. Was the wife at the time oh, and bro- no. jumped him two months Origin after this story. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then, so then, stressor eight's my favorite though. Stressor eight is is that he was expected, he was annoyed that he was expected to work the wee hours of the morning with no protection from the security guard he was assigned. So he's basically saying the security guard was so incompetent and couldn't be relied upon. It was a stress, and he said. The security guard was so bad and security guards should be able to take things into detail. And it was odd that Mr. Jacobs, the security guard, claiming to have seen Mr. Whips and the woman engage in some sort of sexual activity, was unable to tell the commission the size of Mr. Whips' penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's his big comeback. It's like, well, how big was my dick then? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Whips asked someone on a witness stand how big his dick was. And if he had said, mate, it was covered in rash, then he probably would have. (laughs) Did he defend himself? Yeah. Like he 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 was prosecuting yes. this, so he was he was the lawyer. He was the one. That's why. Like, what do you reckon he was wearing in the courtroom? Oh, I don't know. Like a shiny black tarry cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. The Townsville uniform, which is like long sleeve fishing shirt with a marlin on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and then the, they so they just went through, but like, you know, I hope not, that one got through. Yeah, no, it's, all eight of them, they just said no, 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 and it's so detailed. It, it, it's just like no, dude. Oh, like, but even if you like, it's even like again, even if there was a bad security guard, doesn't make you. St- it was there for three months. And uh, so the other thing is like, this isn't even a news article. This is purely a court case. If he didn't do this, no one would ever find out about it. Like if he didn't (laughs) appeal to the insurance commission (laughs) that he got a hand job and there's all these details. Like the the woman said, yeah, I I jerked him off. Like all these details that he Uh, basically got a hand job out the corner of this thing, got fired and then. Bloody hell, Mr. Whips. Whips, Did you know any photos of him? Uh, Yeah, I could pull up a photo. I'll show you guys. I'd love to see that. He also also, uh, volunteers for the Catter uh, party. Of course he does. 
This is him. He's also on the news. For, oh my god! He's in, on the news yeah, for all him. these things. Uh, he for rate paying. He's blowing up about the rates they didn't pay. That's why he wanted to bash the other guy. He's just <laughs> the best guy. I love this guy. Uh, but he also um, has a GoPro and he films himself and puts it on his YouTube channel. And he's like, puts it in. Um, uh, sped up mode um, just taking the washing off the line and he's just like watch me take the washing off the line he's just taking the washing off the line he's just <laughs> filming himself walking around the airport complaining he had to put a mask on this guy oh, I knew man. I was about to say he would be one of those people yes. being like this is my civil liberty <laughs> yes. to do, I'll take you to court yes. <laughs> I don't represent myself but uh, yeah so that's Mr. I just love this guy I just Mr. got out of fucking absolute hold just researching him but uh, look good on the guy I tried to add him on Facebook he wouldn't add me uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask his side of the story uh, imagine if we got an exclusive with Mr. I, I, he might add me later he also was blowing up on Facebook about like uh, he's like isn't this funny uh, the council won't take my bins out because I took them to court and they were proven the lying da, 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 about my rate paying and that, yeah, it's funny they're now not taking my bins out and some guy's like, dude, it's because you didn't pay your rates. Like, you know, <laughs> they're not trying to get back at you for threatening to pay. That's not some conspiracy. You didn't pay your fucking rates. <laughs> oh, man. I know. So that's Mr. Whips. Far out. I don't I know if that's that. like a Townsville, like if he's like a, you <laughs> know, a country town sort of hero or would that... I would classify as him, as him as a hero yeah. now. <laughs> I think that is... I mean, I don't want to meet him but I love all of I love his get up and go yeah I know someone said in an article like he had wishes to run for council or something like that so I think he's one of those oh guys man, who just likes should. attention yeah. Yeah. and he's just looking for ways to get out there but this uh, the the last thing that happened this year was the the, the warehouse uh, jerking off incident that so, is fantastic yeah find anyway. someone to give him a hand job so he had to do it himself. I know I know yeah um, Big year for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Danielle, you mentioned you brought a few stories along with a pretty hilarious title for oh, at what? least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pigs now. Pigs now. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family, like I said, quite country. Mm -hmm. um, I just like a lot of my memories revolve around dead animals <laughs> um, from growing up. Like my first ever memory is being at the top of a slippery dip. And um, the slide, you know those like ones that you'd have as a kid that were like the green metal with the oh, yeah. like slide that was made out of iron and it would get like heated oh, up yeah, by the yeah. sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like sitting at the top of that and there was a snake at the bottom trying to slither up at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And mum's like, pull the kettle! Because uh, you throw the boiling water on the snake and it will kill it. Um, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's what my family would do when there was really? like snakes around. You think snakes can survive well, boiling water? <laughs> they uh, do that. Powers? Or we had like a snake stick, which was like a stick that had like masking tape on the end holding a bit of wire. Like, you know, the ones you'd yeah, see Steve Irwin yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they'd hold that to hold the snake down and somebody would get a shovel. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. head off. I don't then, remember Steve Irwin doing that last part, but I remember he <laughs> no. put it in a bag or a hessian sack. He didn't, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> but but my, grand, my family, they don't waste the snakes either. Like once you kill the snake, granddad hangs it over the fence where the passion fruit vine is to keep the cockatoos away. Oh, okay. they're scared of the snakes. Look Beautiful, yeah. look at that. But, I thought you were going to say eat it or something, but that's even better. Just keep Oh, like. yeah. That, not enough meat <laughs> to get out of a snake. Um, uh. Yeah, my Uncle Peter, he's, like, spent a few years where his professional job was, like, professional roo shooter, pig shooter, and he's got a really good eye. So at one point he was doing, like, brumbies out of a helicopter. Holy, Holy fuck. Yeah, because they had to, like, 
cull them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like for farmers and stuff, a lot of the time his job as a pig shooter would be to go around to farms and get rid of the feral pigs and to show that um, you'd killed the feral pigs. Um, you'd cut like the end of the snout off as oh. like a little token. Oh, wow. Um, so this you'd dispose like... of the bodies and show them the snout and be like, I caught six pigs, here's the snouts. This is blood meridian. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not quite as bad. But. <laughs> and so um, Uncle Peter used to do lots of pranks um, with things, you know. <laughs> like oh. one time he told me he killed Skippy um, and showed me um, a kangaroo's pelt. Um, <laughs> and then um, one day he asked if I wanted an icy pole and I was like, yeah. And he was like, shut your eyes and put your hands out. So I did that and um, – he then just put a frozen pig snout in my hand um, because he'd keep them in the freezer till he went to show them to the farmers. <laughs> um, so they're just a nice memory. Oh, yeah, wow. Oh my That's God. what pig snout was. really brought the mood down. The thing about my stories is I never know whether it's a, a funny story or a horrible story. Because <laughs> <laughs> the trauma makes it all oh, funny to me. I was going to say, did he have a, like a, did he at least have a backup icy pole to be like, I'm just kidding, there's the real icy pole. Oh, yeah, just... you got the home ice cream van coming around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, heaps. we had the home ice cream van. That yeah, was what was your favourite? Oh, I can't remember. We had there was some sort of like bananary one that was like a pack of pa- it was like a banana paddle pot, but it was like homemade style or whatever. But um, yeah, that fucking bell, the the song going off, that was yeah. like oh, yeah. we're on, Mister Whippy, yeah, Mister Whipsy, yeah. Well, it was yeah. So <laughs> do you guys have do you guys have home ice cream? We had we just had Mister Whippy that drove I, around. It's like a thing. different yeah, thing. different. We just call okay. it the ice cream truck. I don't. Haven't got a brand association with Home it. ice cream is like you get a catalogue. Oh, that's right. And yes, then yes. Oh. You can pick out what you want. You can put orders in or whatnot. And um, they give you like boxes of ice cream. That's right. Oh, no. no. So like you'd buy like – mum would buy like a 30-pack of like the tropical juice ones yeah, or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And occasionally at Christmas time you'd get the ones that were kind of like magnums but in the shapes of Christmas trees and stuff. Ooh. And those were like – Hidden. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to, but we knew where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. only four freezers. <laughs> <laughs> pig snouts, pig snouts, pig snouts. Oh, Chrissy Tree. We had, um, the, the, the close your eyes and his icy pole thing reminds me of um, some of my granddad that would always do stupid pranks on me and my cousins and stuff when we were little kids. And one of them that was a very similar vein was like, all right, there was a couple, but the one I really remember was he'd have. I think it was just like a tub of an empty tub of ice cream. He put water in it, and he'd show you and be like, "Here's twenty dollar, like a twenty dollar note. Put it in there, and if you can get that out with with a blindfold on, it's yours." And we'd be like, "Fuck yes, twenty dollars. We're rich." And so you'd put the blindfold on, and what they would do was get a raw, a couple of raw sausages, and just put it in there when you weren't when you had the blindfold <laughs> on, and then so you'd be like, "All right, here we go." And you'd reach in, and as you're going for it, he, th- there's no twenty dollars in there, so you're reaching around grabbing for it, and you feel a sausage, and he goes, "Oh, by the way, I took a shit in it." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I was wondering where this is going. It'd be like sausage and twenty dollar note, and you'd be like, "That's not." That's very nice. I just wait for you. That's that great. is good. I did just remember when we went down to the beach as a kid once. Mum and Granddad would be like, "Put your hand out," and then. They'd be like, I got, uh, I found something special for you, and then they would have been collecting all the crabs from the beach and just put like ten crabs in your hand, <laughs> and then that would be again terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing up all my memories. They're just going through the animals. I got, I got an animal here. I'm going to put it in Daniel's hand. Just, this the old classic, you know, uh, part of an animal. Put it in hand. I think oh, one man. of my first memories also involves a slide. It's like when my parents were like. 
my parents used to take me to this playground like right near my house and like it was the same kind of slide big metal slide but to climb up it my parents would like help me climb up it It was like wooden logs at the top and mm. they were just teaching me like this is probably one of my first times ever at a playground they're like this is how you do all the rides you get on the slide so they put me at the top my did my dad puts me at the top my mom's at the bottom being like wait let's come on jamie come down and instead of going down the slide i just fell off the side <laughs> <laughs> so i just completely rigid <laughs> i just fall off the top and whack into the park. my parents thought they my parents thought they killed me <laughs> oh my god. Or they thought they had an imbecile son. <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought that afterward for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't even go down at all. I was just like, here we go. Boom. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and fell from a great height. We had, um, so we had a big park down where we grew up and it was like, you know, the wood chip, like yeah. not a grass. It was grass, but there was a massive wood chip playground and it had, do you ever have like tire forts? Like oh, yeah. Were, like, it was like, yeah, four poles sort of thing and there was four just tyres bolted together and you it was like an army thing, but yeah. it was like four-year-olds, ten-year-olds yeah. running around. And then so many kids would just smash themselves. Would just cr- like, And then you'd fall and you get your leg caught yeah, and you're like yeah, dangling. Yeah. And then they were like, we've got to take it down. And everyone was in an uproar. And I was like, no, what are you doing? The PC, what fucking kids are wrapped in cotton all these days. It's like, Aaron broke his leg, you know? It's like, this is the weirdest thing for children yeah, to play with. That, you know? My primary school had um, a tractor, empty tractor tires. And that was the playground. Yeah. So the littler ones and then the big, like the huge one was smooth. The rest were like shaped like the actual tractor tires with the treading in it and stuff. And um, same thing, we'd like, it was the big challenge was can you jump from one side to the other? And nine out of ten kids are just going, like, either caning themselves in the nuts, just hitting their head, falling off, broken arms. Yeah. And same thing, when they took it away, we're like, this fucking school's going to shit. <laughs> Bring back the big tire. <laughs> yeah. We have a water water park in Townsville on the Strand. Oh, really? Oh, and um, it's pretty sick, but there's a massive bucket at the top which, like, fills up with water. Like, a big bucket. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know like five bathtubs worth of water Mm -hmm. and it fills up and then it tips down and it's so much water, it like hurts your neck when it hits you. (laughs) But if you go to watch people, all you see is like all these kids running up and just getting pummeled (laughs) to the ground by the water. I've seen one of those things somewhere else and it's a great, it's like, let's not worry about a slide, let's just tip water on kids, you know, let's just like, like this every five minutes. So fun. I love that. So is it a fun, like... Uh, town now like have you gone back you obviously go back you know yeah I went back um I guess like Christmas like two years ago Mm. before COVID and stuff um and yeah I I like it Mm. I think it was like everybody I grew up with was like I can't wait to get out of this hole but Mm. I think that's just like every kid from everywhere because I just was always like actually quite like it here and dad's right like since the Maya (laughs) 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 you don't need to go anywhere (laughs) did you you, do you yourself have like have you shot pigs and stuff with your family I don't remember if I've shot a pig but I've been there when they've been shot because like my granddad invented a special type of um, pig trap that would only catch um, feral pigs and wouldn't catch cassowaries because um, he used to be oh. caretaker at the army camp in Tully, which is like a small town, like two hours north. 
And um, so we used to like, when I would go stay with them, he would like drive the truck and then f- I'd follow on my tiny little quad bike. And then um, we'd drive off into the rainforest and then if there were pigs in the trap, we'd kill the pigs and I'd pretend I was like holding a trotter being like, oh, I'm helping put the dead pig in the truck too. Yeah. Um, and then we'd go like gut the pigs and stuff. Oh, and, uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. How and you old had a you? quad bike too. Yeah. That's yeah, an yeah. adorable image. Just it like was yeah. sick. I had, had a little number plate on the end of it. <laughs> how, how old roughly were you? Oh, I got my um, quad bike. My Uncle Peter bought it for me when I was like <laughs> three years old. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. So cool. <laughs> like a, pro- like a, a proper... Yeah, no, we've still little, got it now. Yeah, His kids so have cool. it. It's like tiny. Family it's like a little Peewee yeah. 50. It's I'm surprised it wasn't a bunch of as. pig snouts taped together that he tricked you. Bye bye. It's frozen pig snouts again. <laughs> Try ride that, you idiot. <laughs> so what was the trap? Like what sort of... Was it a... He said he invented this trap. Yeah, it's like... it. I, I don't know. He used like bananas and like it had to have like a certain amount of like pressure in points oh, so that because right. cassowaries obviously only have like two legs yeah yeah cassowaries are birds right my yeah. thing brother right thing yeah 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 they're so. real big birds so yeah just catch them we were out me and my partner were out to like our fancy anniversary dinner recently and we we're starting to talk about um stuff and we're talking about eating animal organs <laughs> and um i said like oh i'm not for me because granddad always said like oh they're to filter out the bad bits like to filter out all the bad stuff in your body. And then I started saying, also, I think they're quite beautiful. Because I remember when I was a kid and Granddad would like cut open the pig and we'd put, pull all the organs out. They were like beautiful, colourful gems. <laughs> <laughs> my partner was like, no. <laughs> no. This is our anniversary dinner. Uh, and then you'd wrap the intestine around and prance around in the mirror. Uh, that's so good. So what's the, what's the weirdest thing you've... Like so, you would eat like not the all, but you would eat weird animals and stuff. Would would your family like that? Like, oh, you got to eat a bit of this. Or? Well, we would never eat the feral pigs mm. um, because they could have like worms and stuff right, in them. Right, and also, right. it's sort of like it's like not really a thing. But Granddad had his own pigs that we would kill and eat, right, and okay. also like cows and turkeys and well, I guess anything. Yeah, yeah. okay. But just just regular, just regular foods. Right, yeah. not like some weird. Yeah, not like yeah. A cassowary pie or anything, some, yeah. you know what I mean? No, no cassowary pie, <laughs> not for us. But yeah, we I guess we would like kill and eat the animals we had. So traditional grown up animals, but you're raising, shooting, yeah. gutting them, cooking yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah, giving them yeah. a nice life. <laughs> yeah. Do you get crocs in that area? Yeah, you get lots of crocs up there, um, and that's why they. My family look at like tourists like they're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Don't go near the water's edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what people like in Sydney because of the rip or something. They're like, oh, yeah. buddy, tourists go down to Bondi, get rescued. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you guys are like, no, the fucking it's croc's going to eat you. Prehistoric yeah. animal. <laughs> <laughs> Stay between the flags. I, know. Sure, uh, I don't know if it was in Darwin or if it was in far north Queensland, but there was a video a couple of years ago. It was horrific. It was just on a news article. Some poor lady, like her you know, beloved little puppy dog was yapping away oh. near the water and a fucking... Croc just comes out of nowhere and <laughs> try to bring it down again. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> just to have a good yeah. ending, Drew. Yeah, I like that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite upsetting. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can put a, we'll put the video up on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Daniel's uncle. Hey, I got your little puppy. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, that's true. Oh, bloody man. brutal. Um, oh, that's I got... 
I got one silly little story that'll hopefully take the take your mind off that terrific <laughs> puppy dog. So a guy killed a puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was uh, this is a story that just made me laugh. The quote it's it, about the the local uh, the local cops. So I don't know what's going on with the local council, the MPs, and and the police are apparently have no idea what they're doing either because this was the headline queensland police lay siege to house for seven hours only to realize no one was home (laughs) 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 some place in towns where they thought a 30 year old man had threatened his neighbor with a gun and they're out there all day they camped out all day seven hours and uh and this was the um this was a, a paragraph in the article. A few hours into the siege, police gave a press conference on the operation and admitted they had yet to make contact with the suspect. Uh, here's the quote from the guy. Police have no evidence to, to suggest he's left the scene and at the same time, we've got no evidence to suggest he's still 100% at the dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no idea what's going on, effectively. Do we ring the doorbell again? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, you do it. So Should I knock? There's a knocker. But. So seven hours goes past. They're like, all right, we're going in. They're busty, and the guy hasn't been there for yeah, days. Yeah, he's gone hunting. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fucking Whipsy. Whipsy oh, was at court. Oh, fuck. I love that. <laughs> Is there any famous Townsville people like that you guys have sort of, that's your homegrown guy? Yeah, there's girl? like Pricey. Um, Price, Price is yeah, yeah, Steve Price, the commentator. The um, no, you mean the footy player? No, I mean the radio host. Right. Sorry, that's um, what I meant when I said commentator. He's yeah, like, he's like a he's renowned for wearing tropical t-shirts and colourful vests, <laughs> <laughs> and he does uh, radio on one hundred two point three, um, which is the old people station. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also anytime the Townsville Coral Society put on a production of Les Miserables, he plays. Um, Tenardier. <laughs> so he's always the master of the house. <laughs> so he lives there still? Yeah, he lives in Black River. Oh. Well, I think last time, I think that, well, actually, I don't know. My friends lived in Black River and there was a point where he was dating their aunt. And sometimes Ooh. Pricey was around and we were like, a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky aunt. Um, oh, man, and then great. there's also Mad Dog. Um, <laughs> who uh, is like a big supporter of the Cowboys? Yes. Um, and he has uh, he has the Cowboys logo tattooed on him twice, um, <laughs> <laughs> directly above each other on his back. Right. Um, and then with the year we won the premiership, all the names of the players that won it that year. That's and so good. Yeah, he used to wear like the Cowboys um, uniform with a cape made out of the Cowboys flag, <laughs> and like a little dog necklace with like barbs on it and he called himself Mad Dog and he would run around the stadium with a big flag as well. <laughs> Fuck yes. Um, yes. And then he got kicked out at a point because he was, I think, hurling abuse at people. Um, and then for a while there was also Mad Pup, which was a small child who was obsessed with Mad Dog. <laughs> who would and run around all, the stadium yeah. with And they'd all go and have beers at Mad Cow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like a Snoop Dogg situation. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Pup, how old was Mad Pup? Like, Oh, I guess like, I reckon he was like 10, but this would have been when I was like 14. Right. Yeah. I reckon. I think Matt, I don't know what happened. Now, did Mad Dog's Dog tattoo, did the f- was the first one bad and that's why he got a second one or was it just identical? Yeah, I think it had just faded. <laughs> I, I think if you Google Mad Dog Cowboys tattoo, yep. you will find oh, the right. image. We'll have to pull that up. That's great. 100%. I love it. I love it. He's like, you can't colour that in. Nah, just do it again. Just got plenty of space <laughs> on my back. <laughs> And oh. it's also, it's kind of like... I mean, that's him, not the tattoo, but that's... Yeah, oh, there it is beside it, the tattoo, though. Oh. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, right. right above it. Yeah, so oh, the, to- wow, so the okay. above, like, sort of between his shoulder blades, he's got the Cowboys badge, and it's faded as hell. So someone's done it with, like, a prison yeah. needle. And then underneath, he's gone, oh, let's, let's give it another crack. And it's the exact same... <laughs> 
<laughs> image smaller and much better color. And then he's also got the players. And he's, all, he's a, like, it's not real optimistic about their future premiership prospects because he's taken up his whole fucking back for, what was yeah. it? Was it 2014 that they 2015, won? 2015, yeah, yeah. And so he's just like, that. well, that's the one and done. I'm filling up the whole back with this premiership. Yeah, he's, he's real there. Yeah, the, the front, I guess, he's got a leg or two for, you know, a couple of finals <laughs> runs. But, um, <laughs> yeah, mad dog up for Cowboys fight. Oh, this guy's... And he's, oh, he's also got one on his shoulder. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, my God. He's got a trimmed logo? Well, it's the, it's the, it's, it's the Longhorn Steery. Like the yeah, part of the logo okay. without the without the star, and it's on his shoulder, and it looks even older. So he's actually had three cracks at this, <laughs> which is crazy because the Cowboys team have not even been around, yeah. like <laughs> that long no. in the scheme of how old these. He tattoos was so are. ready for a team. As soon as they got announced, he's like, "Bang on the shoulder!" I don't care <laughs> yeah. who they are, what they're doing. <laughs> Rules. That's great. Um, I think should we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we usually finish up by asking two questions. The first is that if someone's going to Townsville and you're their guide and they want an itinerary for things to do morning, afternoon, night, what do you tell them to do? All right. So morning, um, go go down the. There's like I don't know if it's still there, but there's like a place on in Flinders Street in the mall called the Balcony, and that's got a nice. It's a nice little cafe there. Mm-hmm. You can have some nice Beautiful. food there. Also, all of this tips is very outdated. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, this could be well defunct. Under <laughs> <laughs> management. Get yourself down to the mire. Yes. <laughs> get a frying pan, yeah. couple of sheets. You I know. would go for a drive up to Crystal Creek. It's a little bit so- outside of Townsville, mm-hmm. and um, go to the rock slides. It's like a natural rock formation. And you just slide down the rocks slide. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> if the st- um, hot steel ones at the park aren't yeah. dangerous enough with snakes running off them, go down the natural ones. Yeah, I have nearly died there because um, <laughs> the water was too strong and pushed me under oh and I Lord. couldn't get up. But they pulled me out. We were with people. Don't go alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the drive home, call in a frosty mango and get Ooh, a mango yum. ice cream because um, it's made fresh from the mangoes on site. And then come back into the city and then um well honestly have just maybe chill out at the hotel for a few hours because you don't there's not that much to do um and then i guess go out for dinner go to um cactus jacks and get um the everybody talks about the southern fried chicken crispers um and then um get the uh female viagra (laughs) um cocktail <laughs> and then finish off with the dessert nachos. Oh, that's <laughs> great. This is what I would have done when I was 19. Yeah. Somebody said have a nice I day. Mean, this this right. is what I want to do now I'm 30. <laughs> I want that wait. female flag. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to flat to town tomorrow. I think it's just a lot of Frangelico. <laughs> and then go get the shit kicked out of you at the Mad Cow. Yeah. yeah. Kick on. And then last question. The last question. When all is said and done, when everything, you've accomplished everything you want to do with comedy and everything else, would you move back to Townsville to settle down? No, it's too hot now for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very fair yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is funny. People like, you know, weather is normally people, why people want to go there. But you're like, no, nope, it's too hot. It's, it's too hot and humid. Yeah. And the power's too expensive for <laughs> you to have the air con on all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Uh, Set no. it to 25. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Um, Danielle, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Um, do you know when this will come out? Uh, yeah, uh, not this Monday, but next Monday. Then no. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, not this 
No, no. Monday What's, week. What date are you yeah. worried about? Like, what oh, worried I've about? got um, shows in on the Gold Coast on Friday the 19th of March. Nah, they would have been great. If you yeah. listen to this yeah. three days ago, <laughs> Daniel crushed <laughs> on the Goldie. Uh, so, the, yes, so this will come out the 22nd. But, uh, yeah, catch Daniel around. What's your socials and stuff like that? Um, uh, I think my Instagram is at, oh, at Danielle's Cool Okay. And um, that's really the only thing I use, mm-hmm. um, but also I don't have any of that on my phone, so I check it like once every four or five days. <laughs> um, so if you do want to message me, just don't get angry if I don't respond immediately. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the other stuff I never use. Thank you, Doug. Danielle, thank you thank so you much. So much. Yeah. Yes. That was great. As always, please share our podcast around, like it, uh, subscribe five to it. Five star review. Please rate it five stars. If you got anything podcasts. about we mentioned about oh, town yeah. school that you want to just yes. you know chime in with, if you know Danny Danny Whips, oh, uh, Danny you know, Whips, accept Alex's friend request. Yeah, for the line. Line. yeah he's gonna <laughs> listen and then he's like, all right, I'll fucking accept. Um, yeah, he'll be like, I want to tell my. <laughs> oh, I'll have him he releases on. a book saying, "If I did it, <laughs> <laughs> if I scratched my dick." If I jerked off. Um, Anyway, thanks, everybody. See you guys. See you next week. See you all.